0: Anthony Whitaker, welcome to all my friends of the Australian Hairdressing Council. So, um, how do you va- how do you value a salon? Well, you know, it's it's a it's a, there's not a formula that is is guaranteed to be right. That's guaranteed to make everybody happy. Basically, whoever's selling a salon is always going to think it's worth more than what it is, and whoever's buying a salon is uh, always going to want to get a, a bargain. And buying an existing salon is fraught with challenges. So. Um, I've got a, a list of, of four or five things here, which I sort of use as a as a guide. So basically, it's a starting point, I suppose. And, you know, depending on who you talk to and in different countries, they, they tend to say that it's a, a multiple of the profit is a good starting point. And depending on where you talk about it, people will say it's two or three or even four times the profit. My experience in Australia, they tend to think it's worth more like four times the annual profit, but that's Australia for you. <laughs> So um, I usually go with two times the profit, but um, I'm not going to you know, tell anyone to, to charge less. You can always come down in price, but uh, you can't put it up in price. So if you want to go with four times, that's fine. Go with four times. So where do you get that figure from? Well, one of the things that often comes up is that somebody says to me, look, the guy or the girl mm-hmm. selling it to me, uh, they've shown me their profit and loss, and it says that they're not making very much profit, if any profit at all. But then they say to me, the reason why they're asking the price that they're asking is because you know they take money out of the business um if you get my drift they take black money out of the business without declaring it to the tax man uh in order to show a very small profit or no profit at all but then when they're trying to sell the business they want to factor back in this money they're taking out well if you buy a business based on that scenario i think you're crazy so uh first first rule for me is you want to get not just one annual profit loss, you want to get two or three profit losses from their accounts. If they're not prepared to give them to you, then I wouldn't even entertain the conversation. But if you've got two or three profit losses, in other words, you're seeing two or three years worth of transactions. If they just show you one year, they may very well have been planning to sell it for the last uh, uh, 12 months. And so they're cutting back on every expense possible to show a bigger um, profit figure to it. So, if you get two or three years, then, you know, they're not going to be able to survive if they get cut back consistently for two or three years and then try and, you know, uh, tell you that it's um, just really profitable business consistently. So, multiple of profit is the first thing. As per their profit and loss report, as per something that comes from a, you know, a certified um, accountant. Uh, but does it stop there? No, it doesn't. So, so that's sort of a start point uh, for negotiations. But there are other things that you need to take into consideration. First one is that you would usually have some um, factor in for um, in no particular order actually. Uh, you'd usually factor in fixtures and fittings. Um are fixtures and fittings worth anything? Sometimes. So if you've just spent, you know, a hundred grand or something, two hundred grand, whatever it's gonna be, on a salon refit, you've got new chairs, new reception desks, maybe put new lighting in, um, you know, that that sort of stuff, then and it's new, then that's worth something. Um, and so, you know, it might go two times, you know, profit. And then the reason why they're asking for even more than that is that they're saying and there's, you know, 50,000 pounds or dollars, sorry, uh, worth of, of chairs that are, you know, less than 12 months old. And and so that might be a consideration. Um, however, there's no point in talking about fixtures and fittings if 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 they're four or five years old, because basically, you know, um, five years, that's going to be the sort of shelf life of a lot of stuff. And, and it's pretty much worth nothing once it's five years old. Okay. So fixtures and fittings, maybe, depending on how old they are. Um, second one that you want to take into account is length of the lease. So, um, if they've only got six months left on the lease, then whatever they're asking for their business is, is just, you know, fairy tale stuff because you could buy a business and if there's only six months left and you may not get the business renewed, then it's worth nothing. So you'd want to make sure that there's a good lease there. You know, um, at least, at least I would imagine three or four years, like, you know, at least you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want to, you know, take the business on with any less than that, unless it was at a rock bottom price. Uh, the next thing is the um, uh, stock at valuation. So, you know, if, if uh, today was the day of exchanging contracts, the day of you taking over, you'd do a stock count and um, work out a price for that. It might add another 20, 20 grand or something, you know, on the price at the day of exchange to stop, to, to stop you running everything down so that you can get every penny for the business possible that's a, a fairer way to do it to keep the business intact and to probably you know stop the staff thinking that there's something going on um, so it's two times profit stock evaluation fixtures and fittings uh, time on the lease all those things are things that you might factor in and then the big one and the big one is this mystery goodwill and that's where you want to be really careful what is goodwill you know Goodwill is this this expectation that everyone's gonna stay, that all the staff are gonna stay, that all the clients are gonna stay, and that the business is gonna make all this money, you know, as soon as the owner walks out the door. Well, can I suggest to you that probably exactly the opposite's gonna happen? Probably if you're buying an existing salon, then the person who is selling it probably hasn't told their staff and they will probably find out at the last minute. So typically what happens is the staff feel let down, they feel disappointed, perhaps they feel, you know, cheated and disillusioned and that they have uh been walked out of. So often what happens um in that scenario is you know they end up feeling that, okay, time for a change. So if you buy an existing business, you don't know if it's still gonna be there next week or next month. So the so-called goodwill um is a um it's a very difficult thing to price. So if you're the buyer, um I would suggest that you know you don't factor in too much of a goodwill issue there because I've seen many occasions where someone buys a business, you know, based on there being all this goodwill and the staff leave, and the relationship that the clients have is not with you if you're the new purchaser, it's with the um, the person who's been doing their hair. So the relationships with them, so the staff leave, the clients are all going to leave with them, and they, then you can be stuck with this salon, which technically is, is uh, you know, worth now a lot less than what you've paid for it. In my experience, most people that buy existing salons pay too much for them. So, you know, buy buyer beware. Uh, what else have I put down there? So, you know, watch out for the black money thing when they're trying to value it. Um, uh, do not pay too much. Um, uh, oh, should the owner stay or should the owner owner go? Well, that's a, that's a bit of a double-edged sword. If the owner stays, that can be a really good thing sometimes because then all of a sudden, that probably means the staff are going to stay and therefore the clients are going to stay. So, the cash flow is going to be there. But it really depends on who the owner is and do you get on with it. And Face it, if you're an owner now and you sell your business, in a lot of cases, you're probably unemployable. I'm unemployable. I can't work for anybody else. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want someone else telling me how to do things now. Um, and so, you know, if you're in a situation where you sell a business, but the owner stays on, that can be good as a transition thing, but it can also be a nightmare because often the, the owner that's now the employee sort of turns into a bit of a staff room terrorist because they're undermining all the changes that you want to make. And inevitably, you're going to want to make changes. So, uh, again, double edged sword if you're buying with the um, owner that's staying on. Could work out, may not work out. So, you know, think carefully about it. Uh, what else have I put down here? Um, yeah, probably the main thing you want to be aware of if you're buying an existing business is that you're buying a culture. And um, when you take over that business, when you take over that culture, um, it, it may not be the culture that you want. It may not be a culture that's working for you it may not be a business that's making nearly the profit that the owner led you to believe and so as a new owner you're going to want to change that business and those uh, staff that are still there they're probably not going to be too happy about the change so they're going to be undermining and sabotaging a lot of the things that you do so you know just be aware that you're buying into an existing culture and be very careful about that i hope it's been helpful um I'm sort of, you know, often dealing with people that are buying and selling. And it, it's difficult to, to you know, wear two different hats as to advising the buyer or advising the seller. Um, I've been both. So I've got a little bit of experience on both. So hopefully this has been helpful. But if you want to find out more about what I do, then check me out at growmysalonbusiness.com or follow me on Instagram and Facebook, again, at growmysalonbusiness. Business. In the meantime, see you later.